Right on, right on, right on. Right on radio. Right on radio. And we are live on this Sunday morning, the 17th of January, episode number 86. I usually don't give out the dates and the episode numbers, but meaning numbers have meanings, particularly with this show. This show is not going to be a lot of news, views, opinions, and attitudes. In fact, we're going to take a very different turn today. The episode title is Greatest Revelation. And what I'm going to show you today... I would say could possibly be the very greatest revelation. But before we get into the show, because it's never complete without the one, the only, the reveler of revelation, her name is Jessie Zaboder. Thanks, Jeff. Good to be here. (laughs) <laughs> we were going to have to do something to come back with all these names. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's fitting for today's program, Jesse, because you are going to bring some great revelation today. And, yes, we are. <laughs> and so, listen, we don't carry a script for this show. We go over some bullet points. We address some things. We pray before we start. And... uh Today, I think we just need to tell the story about this broadcast, a bit of history. Um, That sounds boring, but it's going to tie everything in because at the end of the day, and it's amazing because before I shared what was on my heart, Jesse said, this is what was on my heart all day yesterday. And Mm -hmm. she actually took action and she's created a video, which we're going to play probably very soon because it's almost like having the, uh, you know, they have the the videos ready for when someone's going to pass away in Hollywood. They have them pre-made and stuff like that. And this isn't about a pass. Well, it is about a passing away in some ways, I think, what we're going to go through. But uh, she has a very warm video made that's just going to help everyone. Do you want to talk about what that video is and what people can expect, Jesse? Yeah, well, I'll, I'll talk about what happened yesterday morning. So... You know, I really was feeling a lot of people are, you know, very discouraged. They're confused. They don't know what's going on. And they're really wrestling right now. And so the thing that the Lord put on my heart was, you know, a word that he's tried to work me through many times, which is trust. And um, so, you know, we're all in this place of just wrestling with trust. Who can we trust? Um, You know, and ultimately, I believe we we have to just trust the Lord. So anyway, though, um, what I did was I did a voice recording of one of the original things that as I was processing and starting to reveal things publicly with my testimony, as well as federally, um, I was in communication with some individuals and, um, you know, who were encouraging me, supporting me. And so this letter was written, you know, for certain people, but um, it, it talks about that struggle of trust and that wrestling. 
And um, so it, it will be very encouraging. I think it will really lighten people's hearts when they see it. Yeah. And, and we know the production is going to be fantastic. That's right. V rays is doing the production in Jesse Woodrow. So we, we know that it's super fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. They're so gifted. They are so gifted. Absolutely. I really, I have a, I have a project I got to hand over to them, but you keep them so busy. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So today's episode, first of all, let's just, uh, I want to recap. We, Jesse and I, for actually, for the last five episodes or six episodes, I believe have really laid out the picture of what's going on right now. And I believe we are over the target on pretty much all of it. And so, you know, much like Jesse yesterday, I, I spent most of my day just kind of, you know, saying, Lord, what? what do I do? We don't want to, you know, I don't want to come back. And as I was feeling uneasy about just doing more decoding or more news, it, it, because what's going to happen is people are going to be shocked. And, yeah. and it's not necessarily this audience. In fact, listen, this whole broadcast isn't about Jesse and Jeff. It's probably, it is about you but it's probably more about the people that you know who aren't awake. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, yeah, I, I think so as well. You know, it's, it's for the whole, the body of Christ as a whole, as well as for those outside of that body of Christ, our communities, those who are going to be struggling wrestling right now. I think the Lord's really, you know, wanting to speak to our hearts that, we can trust. We can trust the plan, no matter how grim it may look, no matter how hesitant we are. You know, it's who we're putting our trust in. Are we putting our trust in men and the wisdom of men? Or are we stepping out in our faith, which we have, and exercising that faith and trusting that the Lord is sovereign in all things? This is such a Good point, Jesse. And, and really, this is where this broadcast is going to go today. Uh, there's a couple things. So first of all, let's consider reality for a second, because we need to speak in reality. This week, no matter what your opinion is, and, and unfortunately, most of the world doesn't have an opinion. They don't even know what is going on. But no matter what, this week... It is the end of the world as we know it. I think you're right on about that. As we know it, one way or another. And that's such a bad song, too, by the way. <laughs> but it is the end of the world as we know it. <laughs> uh, we, you know, listen, the whole world is going to fall into the evil one's great reset or it's going to fall into God's sovereign plan that he put out that's going to give us some more time. And look, who knows? Maybe he's, maybe he's here tomorrow. I don't know. But the world is going to change, and it's this week. Very true. Yep. Um, and we don't know how the change happens. We don't know. But we think we're pretty much over target on this stuff. And. You know, so we look at our role and 
you, the listening audience, along with Jesse and myself, we are literally shepherds to the sheeple. We have to wake people up. And I believe in, you know, in all my time yesterday, just kind of asking the Lord what to do about this broadcast. I didn't get the answer yesterday. I got a download this morning. I was up real early spent a few hours praying and considering things and then God just kind of pops these things into my head. And so we're going to give you some actual instruction. What I believe is instruction. It's up to you to decide on what we are to do going forward. Sounds like a plan. (laughs) I'm still waiting for us to get to the revelation part. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm going to, I think we have to build up to it a little bit, Jesse. It's not that I'm trying to bait the audience any longer, but I think we do have to build up to it. And, you know, uh, first of all, let's, and so what we're going to give out, I believe is super powerful. And Jesse agreed. Yep. So we have to build the case to really give it context of where it came from. and. To do that, actually, you know what, this just popped into my head, so I'm going to go with it. To give that context, let's look at, you know, what this show is. And this show isn't the way, when I registered the Right On Radio name, it was not supposed to be one of these conspiracy theory, tin hat wearing uh, shows, and I probably didn't expect to be preaching and stuff like that. You know, I, I, I'm passionate about stewarding. That was kind of where, and political commentary, that's always something that I'm interested in. But then I met Jesse. And in fact, actually, I'd heard Jesse before I started the broadcast, and that's what really got me going down this road. And when you look at who Jesse is, her job. In fact, tell what your the end goal of what you were raised for. It's important. Let's get part this part of your story out so we have some new viewers uh, yeah. because it's really important. Yeah. So, um, well, I was raised and chosen by the Luciferian. Um, we'll just call him the Deep Swamp um, to be the Queen Mother of Darkness, and the end time goals of that job basically entailed handing the entire system as it was currently run um, into the hands of the Antichrist. So this is a ceremony that's obviously spiritual, but it's in the physical, and you're one of five mothers, and you were actually the last one. They have not started. There's no mothers in succession. There's been mothers. You were succeeding someone else who succeeded someone else, but there yeah. was no one else after you. Right. There were five, five of us successors for the old guard of mothers, and all five of us are in place now. So there was no one after the other successors either. And, and so this was the big revealing or, or the handing over of the kingdom to the Antichrist, and that was going to happen on April 24th of 2020. Correct less than a year ago god spoiled the timing of the enemy yep he chose jesse at three years old or before you were born but you were born again at three years old 
and you fought from the inside the entire time. Correct. Yep. Okay. So these, this is a battle of biblical proportion that is happening. We've been saying on this broadcast uh, for, I don't know, probably since September, Jesse, about this is paralleling Exodus. Mm -hmm. And if you listen to our last six episodes, we talk about Nasara, Jasara. We talk about, you know, the financial reset. We talk about the collapse of the maritime law system. We talk about how we think things are going to happen, just as some fun conjecture on the subject. But this is, well, it's been described. It was, it would have to be a biblical proportion. Mm-hmm. And so the, the thing of the Exodus makes a lot of sense. So if it's going to be a biblical proportion, you know, and the, when you think of Exodus, you think of the dividing of the Red Sea. Right. That's big, right? Absolutely. <laughs> so, and, and by the way, we've also given the stories out of Joshua. And it was funny, I was listening to Amanda Grace last night. She gave a really powerful thing. And by the way, thank you to the listener who said, listen to Amanda Grace. She's talking about the same stuff. And so I did. I followed the link and I went to it. And uh, she just gave out an incredibly strong prophecy, basically saying the stuff that we've been saying. But what's funny is, you know, about a month ago, we did that show and we were talking about these scriptures in Joshua. And Mm -hmm. she's bringing out the same, like people are saying the same stuff as we are. So there's just confirmations that we're over target. The other thing that we've been saying on this program, uh, and, you know, Jesse and I, we're saying, okay, the Great Awakening, if it's going to be biblical, then the Great Awakening, really the first time we saw the Great Awakening was the beginning of the church in Acts, Mm -hmm. when the Holy Spirit came upon these guys and got filled with the Holy Ghost, and then they're going out, they're healing people, they're doing all kinds of miracles are happening, thinking things, and miracles are happening. Can that happen again? Absolutely. I'm somebody that believes scripture always works on, I'll call them tiered levels. You have, you know, it happens in the current situations, you know, as it's happening, um, as it was written. But then it also speaks to past things. It, It reveals the things you know, gives revelation about what's happened in the past. But then it also speaks to the things of the future. And sometimes it's multiple things that it speaks to. Um, So, you know, I'm somebody who says scripture speaks to both our past, our present, and our futures. Yeah. Yeah, because God really doesn't answer to time, does he? No, it's timeless. It's timeless. And... So now we have to think about the system that's going to come down for this to happen, because there's been all these things like the mainstream media, the indoctrinations, the things that have been holding us back. So we don't even realize who we are in Christ. All the the entire Pharaoh's system is to keep you from realizing who you are, because this is his greatest fear, in my opinion. I don't know really what he fears, but... It makes logical sense. And so, 
you know, right now, Washington, D.C. is the center of the universe. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, when you look at the symbolism of Washington, D.C., if you look at the, you know, everyone's, well, not everyone, but Google the Masonic map of Washington, D.C. Yeah. It was designed, like, what, what are one of the big, greatest symbols of the Antichrist is the owl right? Or his system. And essentially Congress is an owl when you look at it uh, on the map and it was designed this way. And so this is like, and and by the way, we know there's tunnels, right? Yep. There are definitely tunnels. (laughs) Jesse, do you, do you suspect that they do rituals in Washington, DC? I am very aware that they do do rituals in Washington, D.C. Yeah, and we've already discussed this, a blackmail system. That's how they hold this together. So there's a lot of rituals. There's been the human trafficking that goes through this entire thread. And for all of this stuff to be exposed, there has to be, like, that. this is dark stuff. Like, pastors of churches don't know this stuff is going on. They've paid zero attention to the enemy, so the enemy has taken ground. Jesse, you're being quiet. (laughs) You're making me nervous. (laughs) Don't be nervous at all. No, I'm right on with you with all, you know, there's a lot that's being revealed. And the enemy's working overtime because as as the Lord is literally upheaving all the different spots of evil, because it hasn't just been happening in one spot. We're talking this worldwide organized system that the enemy has, you know, orchestrated. And as each of his spots are literally being upheaved, the enemy is desperately trying to one cover up the upheaval Two, He has to try to maintain the system he has still going or he has to reevaluate and put something else in place. But, you know, our good guys, our military, they know this is a shifting system. So, you know, in the past, as things would be upheaved, he he would just shift it to another area and they would continue on. And, and then, you know, as things settled down, they'd go back to the areas where they were previously But what's happening? You know, Trump's going right in with that military. And as they're going through those areas, some of them, they're destroying. They're destroying the exits, the entrances. They're making it so the enemy can't go back to these places. So, you know, what does he do? Um, Literally, this is a war. He's fighting to keep his ground, but it's not even legally his ground. The Lord has said you know, the righteous shall inherit the land and we're taking it by force. You know, we're not just idly sitting by anymore. We're taking it by force. And Jesse, you have a special gift and it's something you were actually trained for. You're able to see some insight into, I'm I'm being cautious with my words, into what the enemy and his plans are. What are you seeing these days in the spirit world that way? 
Yeah, it's been, um, I guess, just a, a lot of the same vision over and over. Um, you know, I do directly see the enemy, and I see it as, as this picture of, you know, standing on this mountaintop with the Lord, and as we're looking down into this valley that, you know, breaks forth into other mountains, I just see myriads of myriads of the enemy. And the enemy's getting ready to, you know, to march to do something. Yet the Lord is preparing his troops. You know, that mountain is not going to be overcome. It's not their land. You know, we're going to be on the offensive in this fight and can clearly see the enemy where he's at and how they're moving and attacking. Does the enemy think he has a chance in this still, or does he think he's defeated? Oh, no, absolutely. He thinks he does. He, his greatest sin is pride. So he literally believes he will sit on God's throne. <clears throat> and God. there, there's never a moment he, he feels he's lost that. <laughs> so, and, and he doesn't care if he loses a whole bunch of humans. Oh, no, he doesn't care if he loses everybody in that task. He, he'll sit on that throne he believes in and be God. So. Right now in D.C., we can physically see, and I and I, I say physically advisedly because, again, everything is created in the spirit world, then it happens in the physical world. Right. We can see the panic in D.C. It has been done obvious. We mentioned this the other day on the broadcast, but it's worth noting again. The fence that is around... DC has the bolts on the outside of the fence. The barriers, the concrete barriers in front of the fence, if you were trying to get in, they would be a good stepping stool to launch over it. It's act, it's obviously meant to keep someone in. Yeah. So if these people want to finish, I'm going to come up with a question for you, Jesse, because I, I actually heard this on another show last night. Um, a guy named Josh Redpill, actually really good decoder guy. Uh, I just found the show recently, actually, and it, I quite enjoy it. So a little shout out to, to that show. But Oh, what was my thought? I went on a sidetrack. It was a question. Yeah, I was going to come to you with a question, but no, forgive me. Talking about the trap is set. Oh, yes. Here's, here's what he said, and I just happen to agree with this. If they actually do rituals inside this area and for the presidency, they if they're going to do a ritual, they have to do it, right? They, you can't back out, say not today. Right. If they have a date set. So he made the case, and, and he's not even like a Bible guy, which I thought was really extraordinary, that if you want the presidency, you have to walk inside those walls and not know if you're going to get out. Hmm. You're either going to go in and get the presidency, you want the presidency, you got to come in to get it. And you don't know if you're walking out. Right. Hmm. That's like it, it, it's been made obvious, but 
they kind of have to show up, right? Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it's just, just a wild thought. So that is confirmation. So he was spot on. And uh, I think that uh, that leads into, so what is the great revelation? Uh, oh, by the way, I said the numbers make uh, are kind of relevant. This is episode 86. Because 86 in the Urban Dictionary, you know, you get 86. <laughs> you can you get taken out. Well, this uh, this scripture I saw in a very different way today. And and if if it's absolutely right, the enemy is going to be livid. Well, kind of is already. <laughs> it's kind of the modus operandi. Yeah, I mean. The enemy is not a happy camper at the moment. No, no that's, that's kind of the MO. But, you know, when you when you give a scripture, and a scripture can be interpreted in so many different ways, and you can easily twist it to make it seem the way you want it to seem. Uh, people have done that. It's been bad, and this could come across that way. But... Keep in mind the Exodus, the Acts Church, and then this is what I found. It and part of the reason why this scripture stood out to me, Jesse, as I was studying, was it. Uh, today's the seventeenth of January, so in, in the Cucumber Club, seventeen has a valid. It's a valid number, I guess, and. So when I saw this, it's from Second uh, Thessalonians, but it's chapter 1, verse 7. Put those two numbers together. Yeah. And I'm going to read it to you, and then I'm going to tell you what I think. And I th- you should get it by the context uh, of what we've said about the Acts and the Exodus and Joshua and the walls coming, you know, everything. So here it is. And to give relief to you who are afflicted along with us when the Lord Jesus will be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels. That's a powerful verse. So where am I going with this? If if we're going to get revelation of all the bad stuff, these demonic people who worship Satan, do you think that Satan is going to be revealed and God isn't? Mm-hmm. How could that happen? So when when most people read Thessalonians, as, as I, you know, I've always had, listen, this is talking about the end days. This is talking about when he comes on the great way, but, this particular verse does not say he's riding on a horse coming from the clouds. Right. It just says he's going to be revealed with his angels. And that it will be a relief. To those are relief. Yeah. To those who are afflicted. I don't know. I think everyone in the world who's been a slave to these Mm -hmm. bastards, uh, you know, is afflicted. Absolutely. We've been held back. So what if the great awakening is really 
the greatest reveal. Because what could be greater than actually having a worldwide reveal of Jesus Christ before his coming? Hmm. No, I think you're, you're right on with something there. And you're right. How can the enemy come forward and be revealed without also, you know, further revelations of the true Christ and Messiah and his, his heavenly host army? And would that not set up the great harvest? Listen, God, God's clear. He doesn't want anyone to fall. He doesn't want anyone. He, he wants the most wicked. He wants Killery to repent. He does, actually, yes. You know, his word said he, he desires none should perish. Not yeah. So, yeah. you know what? We're going we're gonna to say a prayer live here, and maybe you'll join. And uh, we're going to pray for these people. But I, I just really felt that. And, you know, I felt an urgency. In fact, you know, part of the reason why we're going live is so <laughs> I wouldn't hesitate in putting it out. Right. Um, but I really feel that the Lord showed me that and wanted that to go out today. Yeah. Well, you actually put another scripture in my mind as you were talking. Um, the book of Ruth, the book of Esther, the book of Job, a lot of these books I feel are very prophetic books. They have not typically been taught as prophetic books in throughout uh, history or in the seminaries. But as you were talking, there's some passages, um, I believe it's either in Matthew or Mark, where it talks about the Lord's workers going into the fields and harvesting. And um, so that, that imagery brought me back to the book of Ruth, because that book, you know, describes the harvest in a very powerful way. And so just imagine, you know, who goes first into the harvest in, in all these biblical books? You know, it's the Lord's workers, his angels. And, you know, Ruth specifically asks to go after them. You know, can I glean the wheat that they've left behind on the ground? And, you know, so that's really the place that we're in is that, you know, I mean, even going back to Exodus, the angel of the Lord went through the city of Egypt first before the captives were set free. Oh, my. Oh, my, Jesse. You're right. And and these things, we're just getting a picture. Uh, listen, your neighbors are going to need you. Mm-hmm. Your neighbors are going to need you. This is going to be, as we say, the, the world is going to change one way or the other this week. I have a feeling I'm not a betting man, but I put my money on God. Uh, <laughs> my bet's all in on God. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess we're kind of all in by making these bold statements for the last <laughs> couple months, Jesse. <clears throat> all right, so... Let's go to the next part of this. And, and we're, this isn't going to be a really super long. We're almost done on this broadcast, actually. Uh, but so what do we do next? Because some stuff is going to happen. 
this week. Uh, right. And we're betting on what we just said. <laughs> so, you know, that, uh, that scripture came to me quite early in the morning. And then I go out and I walk my dog and I, I kind of laugh because I always get, you know, just these things pop into my mind when I'm walking my dog. <laughs> and as I'm walking them, because I'm thinking about the show and I'm thinking about saying the scripture and all this. And then I, and I'm thinking, well, you know, if all this stuff happens, you know, this show was kind of built on talking about this stuff. What, what happens next? Like, you know, what, what what happens with right on radio is there is there a tomorrow or is this you know were we just meant to just do this and then i heard the words live right in the real world and by the way the, the way that live right in the real world came to me it uh it literally i when i came up with right on radio and i was just going to make this logo that you see behind me um, I thought I, I need a tagline, something that kind of defines the show and it literally live right in the real world popped in my head. And I said, perfect. That was it. And it doesn't happen that way with me often. I have some projects I'm working on and I'm, I've been waiting for the right formula for six months, you know, so it doesn't always happen that way, but live right in the real world came to my mind. And I thought, oh, why? And, and again, I'm just reminded, the real world, everything starts in the spirit and it manifests in the physical. If the world is going to wake up to this, how are people going to deal with it? And this is probably where the show is going to be going forward, Jesse. What, what do, you, what, do you feel that? No, I totally do. Um, you know, I think that as as there's this shift, people have to know, you know, how to live. What do we do in the aftermath of everything? Yeah. And and how to help people and help the world, help the humanity in doing this. Oh, you, you fell off the camera again, Jesse. I'm here. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> she was flicking her hair. No, no, I wasn't. Technical <laughs> difficulties I was trying to work through. <laughs> no worries. So, and, and by the way, please hear my heart. And I want to be sincere. And I ran this by Jesse before the show because I don't want this to come off wrong. This is not about Jeff. This is not about right on radio. This is not about us. We're not trying to take any glory for ourselves. We're not trying to say we have this super special gift. Listen, the Lord through history has used the most foolish of people. And I would count myself as one of those. You know, he uses it to confound the world. I'm the least likely guy to be sitting here saying this stuff on a podcast. The least likely guy. You know, if you knew some of my history, it just, you know. I don't think you're the least likely. I think you, you have to reconcile the fact that, that you're the chosen, that the Lord chose you from the day you were born to be here for this time and to do these things. 
No, I, I 100% accept that fact, Jesse, because listen, that's just reality. That's how it works. But you know, when, when I was a younger man setting out my ambition of what, you know, picturing what my life was going to be like, it wasn't this, <laughs> you know, right. I, I never had ambition. In fact, I, throughout all my years, like when literally when we've done video broadcasts here, this is the first time I've ever been on video. You know, it, it's only in the last year that I've ever really done some, I, well, sorry, I'm, I'm misleading. I started doing some videos because I was selling some products online beforehand. So I came out of my comfort zone that way. But I, I never even let people, if I'm at a family function or something like that, I would hide when the camera would come around. Hmm. I do not want to, I've never wanted to be on camera. I've never wanted, you know, this, that, so that's what I mean. I'm, I'm an unlikely person. So this isn't about us. So how are, so, okay, live right in the real world. Uh, we have to let people understand what the real world is. People are going to decide on their own how to live right. But the real world is the spiritual. The spirit world is more real than the physical world. That might be a shocking statement. But the physical will go away. The spirit will never go away. The spirit world is way more authentic than this temporal place we're in right now. I absolutely agree. You know, the spiritual is the eternal real world. It's, it's what doesn't pass away. But while we're in this physical experience, we have to learn. And the faster we learn, the faster we will, the better we'll be able to go up because there are levels of consciousness. I just keep going back to that episode, just talking about on an emotional scale. You know, if someone's had a bad day, they're not vibing good. You know what I mean? Like you're you're not lighting up a room, but you just had a great victory when you walk into a room. The whole room feels it. Just like if someone's having a really bad day and they walk in the room, it's like the room gets cold. You know. So there's an experience that we're going to have to learn to go through, and somehow I think the combination of Jesse and I are going to be able to help you to help the people around you go through this. And so after hearing live right in the real world, I'm like, okay, I'm still walking my dog. And uh, I said, well, God, how, how do we do that? <laughs> I loved, I loved when you told me this part. <laughs> it's one of those duh moments. Well, and that's exactly how God talks to me, Jesse. <laughs> Listen, God will speak to you, and he speaks to you just like he does to me. He'll, he speaks to everyone in a language they can plainly understand. And I, you know, this isn't self-deprecating humor. I'm just being real. Look, it's something, he plants things into me, and then later on he shows me what it is. I guess he just gets gets me used to an idea because he knows I have this complex thinking program you know way of, of coming to realizations and revelation but so here's what he told me and this is the message for you the good listeners how are we going to bring people into this greatest revelation the greatest harvest how are we going to get them to cope through all of this and the god gave me four distinctive things to say to you. 
<laughs> All right. <laughs> What's number one? This is how thick I am. Okay, he said, number one. Good, let's go in order. Let's go reverse order. Okay. Number four, make a difference in your community. What's number three, Jesse? Well, I only think forward, so. <laughs> <laughs> you know, unless you go from the beginning, I can't. <laughs> All right, I'll just go. I'll just do them. Yeah, everyone knows because I end. I end the show with it every time. Live right in the real world. Is that it? <laughs> so, in reverse order, it's make a difference in your community. Love your neighbor. There we go. Love your family, and love your God. But you actually have to do it in the proper order, which is. Love your God first, because unless you love your God first, you're not going to be able to do any of those other things properly. Love your God. Love your family. You can't go telling people all these great things if your house is not in order. And by the way, if your house isn't in order, you make it as orderly as it is the way it's sitting. If you're a single parent, if you're you know, going through a divorce, you know, anything that's going on in your life, you can still have your house in order. It, it, within the circumstances you're in, get it as much in order as you can. And that's loving your family. If there's wrongs in your family, try to do your best to make them right. Because those are those two things are very foundational. And then when you go to love your neighbor, they're going to receive you. And loving your neighbor isn't telling your neighbor, well, you you should know. Look, you just saw God. You should know you're going to go to hell. No, that's not loving your neighbor. Right. And make a difference in your community because for this to go worldwide, it has to start at the grassroots, just like the Acts Church. Yep. And, and your community, you know, I, I think it's important to bring out that community aspect. And, you know, we've talked on other shows about engaging in your community. Do you really know who's in your community? Do you really know them personally, you know, know what they believe or why they believe it? And do you really live to invest in those people, no matter you know, who they are or what they believe, are you in it for the long run to just love on them and invest in them? Not to, you know, it's like, yes, we ultimately want to see everybody come to the Lord, but are you only in it if they come to the Lord? You know, that's a good question. Some of these people, they won't, you know, but will you still love them? Will you still show them that they're worthwhile, that they're valuable. Oh, that's yeah. such a great point because you know what? That person could be on their deathbed and they remembered you visiting. You planted that seed. Like you don't know what the plans of the Lord are. You can't go wrong with loving your neighbor. Right. And, yeah. and by the way, there's people I will avoid in life because I've had bad experiences with them. Do I hate them? No. But, you know, there's some people that you're not meant to 
go and minister to or or to really be friendly with you know there's just some people it doesn't mean if you run into them in a room you hide or whatever no still say hi maybe but it's uh you know not every so just because someone doesn't come in the lord or whatever some people you're not supposed to be around i think that's just practical advice so that's all i got today jesse yeah, that's great. Well, we've got more today. We might today have that uh, video that B and I are working on, hopefully today or tomorrow, that will go out. So be watching for that. Yeah. And, and by the way, I'll post it on this channel. You'll probably post it on your, uh, on your Twitter as well. Right. I'll post it on this channel. I can post it on, the face, on Facebook as well, because we actually have uh, several hundred people watching from Facebook as well. So. All right. It, uh, you know, it's worthwhile to put stuff there. Um, oh, you know what? Did you listen to the second song I sent you the other day? The one with dancing? Oh, yeah, yeah. So I felt that song the other day. Well, it just came to mind. Jessie was going through some stuff. She gets attacked a lot. <laughs> like, it's, too much. <laughs> I, I, your next nickname is Jesse Bulletproof Zaboter. <laughs> just, <laughs> there we go. The amount of arrows and bullets that you take. My goodness. It's, uh, yeah, yeah. So, I know. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. She literally gets out of bed and puts on armor. Like, <laughs> just, you know, in the literal text. And she, she has to for survival. And we need to do that more, especially right now. Put on that armor. Um, but oh where was oh yeah so the song um it's been on my heart ever since then and then I, I i listened to it that was friday i think i sent it to you and then this morning you know my wife says i, I have this song playing in my head and we're just having breakfast and she goes jeff put on some music and I'm going, oh i got the perfect song to put on so i'm gonna add the link to this song into the description because I think this is a song that will be playing a few days from now, uh, or at least the heart of the song will be playing in your heart. And it, it's just, it's a really great song. I can't play it in the videos. We'll get a copyright thing, but uh, it's called uh, dance like David danced. Mm. And uh, that's a great story about David dancing with yeah. no shame. And you got to remember that dance came directly after major warfare with the Philistines. He, he took out over 20,000, you know? Yeah. We're, we're going for 200,000 or more than this one, Jesse. <laughs> right. I'm claiming my 600,000. I am owed. <laughs> yeah. It's uh it's going to be wild. Anyways, that's it for now. You've been listening to right on radio. Her name is Jesse. My name is Jeff. We thank you for coming. Oh, you, we, I said we're going to pray. Jesse, would you pray for our enemies? Yes, definitely. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this day. And Lord, we ask that as things are revealed, that as the truth comes forward, that you would be with those who do not know you, even those who have set themselves as enemies against you, Father. We ask that, that in your righteous judgment lord that you also would show forth your mercy and your faithfulness lord we ask that you would give them repentant hearts and 
even Lord, as, as they are repenting, Lord, um, I pray that you would, that you would do that work in our own hearts as well. That if there's any sin in our lives, that we would confess that and bring that forward also, Lord, because none of us are righteous. And, um, I just pray that you would use that, that confession, the repentance, that it would spread throughout our nation, throughout the world, and that in that you would draw together the body of Christ, that we may live right in this world. We thank you for that and ask for it in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesse. That was a beautiful prayer. Anyways, and thank you for listening. Again, uh, Jesse, Jeff. Right on radio. We'll be back probably in a cup. Well, we'll see what happens in the news, but probably Tuesday, kind of our regular day. And uh, we'll see what happens between then and now. I just don't feel compelled to give out a lot of commentary uh, because so much stuff is going on right now. And there's so much misinformation that's going to come out from both sides. This is a, you know, as much as it's a, a battle in the heavenlies, it's also a a battle of information. You know, we're digital soldiers. And I think everyone listening to this, I, I know many of you from, from Twitter and stuff. We got, we formed some relationships and, and, uh, and Facebook, but you know, you've been in the battle, you've been a digital soldier, you've been, you know, doing your part. And I believe God's going to reward you for it. And, you know, the way, the best way he could reward you for it is to giving you more people to steward and uh and to go forward so thank you for listening i'll close with this or do you want to say it jesse and close us out love your god love your family love your neighbor and now i'm forgetting the very last one <laughs> and make a difference in your community there we go who's right who's right he's right Right on radio. Right on radio.